Hello and welcome to In No Particular Order. I'm Matt and today I'm joined by Michael, Tyson, and Nick. Yo. What's up? What up? Michael, that was a lot louder, uh, a higher pitch than I was expecting. Um. <laughs> this is just how I talk now. Oh. <laughs> Buckle in, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be a great show. Michael, don't talk anymore. You're, you're banned okay. from talking. Um, you're banned from talking. Yeah. Fun has been You're just a warm over. body now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so today we are discussing how we stay motivated and creative. Um, I have a few questions lined up, but uh, we're, we're going to be touching upon a couple of of, of areas, I guess, personal lives, just on our own projects, but also uh, in terms of Skypire and its projects. So working as a team and whatnot. Um, so uh, one quick question uh, right here is, uh, how powerful is motivation in the creative world? So this is kind of a broad question before we dive deep into the uh, personal nitty gritty of it. So anyone want to tackle that question? How powerful is motivation in the creative world? Oh man motivation yeah. is just like such an aggregation um that is a sum 41 reference that i think i might have messed up because i don't remember the other lyric uh, <laughs> uh speaking from from personal experience um if it weren't for my uh mediocre yet still present motivation the global game jam doc would probably never have been finished um because my god that was just such a daunting task to just kind of dive into so um once once i got in there and like i really started like understanding what i wanted to do with it um the motivation was a lot less necessary i guess because i guess i had like a a more distinct vision for what i wanted and a bit more um i don't want to say care but that's the only word i can think of um so you know Motivation for me is is hard to come by sometimes, but absolutely necessary. And usually the best motivation for me is time crunch, which is why like 90% of the time, the things that I finish are like just before they're due or maybe a bit late, um, which has bitten me in the ass more times than I can count. And yet I do it over and over and over again. So uh, I'll definitely say that motivation for me is very very critical to my creative process because without it um nothing would get done ever yeah i think it depends on where you're coming from when you talk about motivation because motivation can be looked at in a couple ways i think sorry that uh one way to think about motivation is do you need something to push you toward completing that thing so in in the form of creativity do you need something pushing you and to that end i would probably say that you probably don't need it as much as you would in other industries i think in the creative field whether it's it's personal or a business thing more more so for the personal you have the opportunity to do something just because you like it which some would argue doesn't involve motivation at all your motivation to do it is you want to do it, which is really a motivation. Hmm. But I think that there's there's room, whereas, you know, in um, in business or in something where you're uh, trying to develop a product or something where you're trying to achieve a goal, a very specific goal, you have a motivation to do that. You know, if you're trying to get fit, your motivation is to 
get fit for a reason. You know, usually there's a reason is you want to improve your health, you want to live longer, you want to be able to do XYZ thing that you know, you can't do in a business, you want to try to sell something, etc. You want to try to get um, on a market, make a network, something. So there's motivation externally, whereas creativity has this beautiful capacity to just be entirely self motivated. Sometimes I use a, a, a lack of motivation can mean uh, that the creative uh, direction that I'm taking isn't the right one. So sometimes when, when I feel like low motivation for, for a project that I'm working on, it means that I'm not going in a direction that's exciting for me. And so in the past, I've had times where like, I reach low motivation on something. And, and for me, that that meant just like completely rethinking how I was approaching it, which can sometimes lead to more work, which isn't the best sometimes. So it's kind of like a trade off. Sometimes I have to just work through the low motivation or rethink it into a way that makes me more mo motivated to complete it. Mm. Does that ever happen I think to you that guys? That seg segues pretty well into the next question, if I remember them right. Mm -hmm, which is, how do you stay motivated? You, as a person, <sighs> personally. <laughs> I think something that helps with me uh, a lot is the fact that I, I don't do creative work as a job. Um, my job is, for me... Um, as a day job. As a day job, yes. So uh, I work in IT. I work in like a, a customer support kind of area for the employees. And for me, that doesn't involve a whole lot of creative thinking most of the time or like m much brain power at all, really. Um, so uh, that's a, a big benefit for me is that I can go home and I'm not creatively drained, right? I don't know how, how you guys are um, like because... I know, I know, Nick, you do graphic design all the time, even if it's for, uh, you know, corporate work. But I assume you still have to spend some creative energy. Um, so, like, for me, you know, I go home and I'm, I'm, I'm fueled and I'm feeling creative and uh, feeling friggin' fantastic. And, you know, <laughs> usually that's that's kind of one of my blessings in disguise, I guess, is that my job allows me to save my creative energy on other uh things in my life um so i guess that's how i stay motivated is i i work in a job that does not drain me creatively mm -hmm. because my motivation is very limited uh, for me it's a bit different i'm gonna throw this in here early just to see how it shakes up the mix um i don't really believe in motivation <gasps> Ooh, look at me i'm edgy <laughs> now, for me, I heard something a few years ago, and it's resonated with me ever since. Um, and it's that motivation is temporary discipline. That's so an interesting way to put it. A way that I approach motivation is that you shouldn't strive to achieve motivation. You should strive to develop discipline because motivation is fleeting, right? Once it wears off and you're no longer enamored with the thing you're working on, you stand to, you know, lose interest in it, drop it and not complete it, not reach that goal you're attempting to reach. So for me, I view motivation as an opportunity to boost uh, my development of discipline. Um, so it's kind of like it's a muscle, right? You can never stop working 
your discipline, right? Because as soon as you let go of that connection and you let go of your ability to use that muscle, all of a sudden you find yourself sitting on the couch watching Netflix or in my case, you know, depending on the, the stretch of time, uh, consuming more YouTube content um, than I care to admit. So for me, you know, I don't, I don't strive to figure out what motivates me because that requires me to hunt down something external to make me achieve my goals. I try to think about it like, why don't I build that discipline now, no matter how much it sucks, like a muscle. When you're working out, your muscles hurt, right? And then they don't after a while, but you can lift more now, or you're more flexible, depending on the muscle you're working on. So being able to develop that discipline alleviates the chase of finding motivation for me. That's how I approach it. Mm. I want to throw that spanner in the mix, <laughs> see how other people's perceptions may change. That's yeah. I've never heard about looking at motivation that way. Um, that's a very, I think that's a very interesting and, and kind of accurate way to look at it. Um, that it's, that it's fleeting and, and you know, it's, it's temporary, uh, uh, what was the word again? Temporary motivation is temporary discipline. Tem temporary discipline. Yeah, that's a very interesting way to put it. Um, I think for me, uh, I I do believe in motivation. Oh, civil war. Um, <laughs> uh, I do believe in it, but I do like that point, Nick. I think that's a very interesting way to think about it. Um, I think for me. Uh, it kind of touches upon what Tyson was saying is that um, at least my last job, uh, I would work on, on several projects in every day. And it'd be like, you know, from graphic design to motion graphics to video editing. So basically um, most of the stuff that I want to do outside of my day job is related in some way to that. And after having done that day in, day out for, you know, uh, projects that I don't necessarily want to work on because they're client projects, um, it, it, it does drain. Um, and, and the way for me that I've found, um, at least on, on Skypower's side, for me to, to continue working on, on these related things, these similar things, is that I have that, the, the goal to um, you know, create a, a, a better presence online for Skypower or or an audience or a community and all that stuff. So basically these similar tasks are different in that they are helping me um, achieve a certain goal. It's not just, you know, I've, I've made this graphic and now it's gone forever. I never have to deal with it again. It's more, this graphic is a part of a whole, um, a part of a plan that I'm, I'm, I'm working on. Um, that's, that's at least on Skypire's side. As for my own personal work, uh, I haven't done much, <laughs> which is sad to say, but I haven't done much outside of my day job in Skypire just because by the time I have all that stuff done, uh, I've lost not much time left. There's not much time left, but I've also lost my, my, that, that, um, uh, that, that discipline, that momentary discipline. Um, it's, you know, I've, I've, I've used up my juice, my creative juices for the day. So. Unfortunately, my own my own personal work has had to take a, ba a seat, a back seat. But yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, you can uh, you can say that 
same sediment to uh, sentiment to all of my uh, sediment. <laughs> sediment. You can oh, that say same, that same uh, uh, loosened rock from the bottom. <laughs> of the you can say that same sentiment to uh, all of the albums and EPs that I've wanted to make in the last five years. Yeah, it, it makes it hard. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I think in it, there there is still room sometimes, and I think it's important sometimes to do little personal things here and there. I think you've been doing Inktober, right, uh, Matt? See, it's funny you say that. I did the first two days. We're now October 7th. I did oh, no. October 1st and 2nd. I have yet to do the others just because of exactly what I said, lack of time um, and, and just I, based on this, this conversation, lack of motivation. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, <laughs> See, that's where Nick's brutalist and uncomfortable agenda comes in where he says, you need to throw motivation out the window and get disciplined, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's why you have a calendar that is a, a work of art that Da Vinci would be astounded with. I like to think of it more as a Jackson Pollock. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, one of the, uh, speaking from um, a relevant uh, recent experience, um, something that motivates me is success. Uh because you know now I'm working on programming stuff, mm -hmm. and uh, recently I hit um, a very very big, very very difficult wall uh, with our Xbox version of Blobs, which was save data, and I fought with that beast for weeks, and then I finally, thanks to the glorious people at uh, the Unity forums, I finally figured out a way to do it, and my God, I've never been more happy. Um, in like the last two years as when the code finally <laughs> worked and it actually motivated me to write more code and get more stuff done because it's like, yes, this big obstacle is finally out of the way. I can do more stuff. Let's do that stuff now while I have the energy um, to like, you know, keep the, keep the ball rolling. You're writing the, uh, the, endo the endorphin wave. Yeah. Riding the high of fixing a bug. It's a real problem for programmers. Um, yeah, I guess that's a good way to stay motivated is if, if you find, if you're able to get the motivation to do a thing and then you get success from that, then I guess it's a, you get the ball rolling mm -hmm. for a certain amount of time. Um, and in related to this is, a, is the other question of how do you maintain creativity, which I guess it kind of works with the the what we just said, riding the high, riding the high of success. Um, that's part of it. Uh, I think maintaining creativity also um, is, is just following, just talking with other creative people, talking with, I guess in this case, Skypire, everyone at Skypire is creative and we talk about other stuff, but also on social media or, or just looking at, at art books and, 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 Art, artists that you that you really like just following them and checking out different arts and art and and, and um, discovering new art I think helps maintain creativity because you you um, your art and your creations don't become stale it doesn't feel like you're constantly doing the same thing because you've come up with new ideas based on what you've seen recently or uh, oh that that cool animation was interesting i wonder how they did that and you might try new techniques um which helps with creativity because you're trying new things it's not just 
I'm going to draw the same character the same way for the next, you know, three hours, you know, over and over and over and over. And over. It changes. So I think that's a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely uh, follow in line with that. I mean, I had a little note here saying to be a consumer of your medium, right? So mm. regardless of what it is, if you're a writer, an animator, a game developer, a programmer, um, a musician, an artist, a dancer, you know, a stunt driver, who cares? Your medium is your medium. Your your expression of yourself is your expression and the way you choose to express it is your medium. So consume that medium. You know, I can speak for me saying that there was a, a very long period of time. I kept making the joke, which is a semi-funny joke, but also not funny at the same time, where the only game I played for about nine to 11 months was Blobs. <laughs> was the game we were working on because I never made time to go play games. And I would say that's probably my medium of choice for consuming content is games. So I definitely hit a creative wall where I lost a lot of interest in game development and lost a lot of interest in starting a personal project on the side or doing this little thing or learning more or, or trying a new tool mm-hmm. or even or even pitching interesting ideas to the rest of the team on that very same project. Despite the fact you spend all your time in it, you get fatigued. So it was only once I started, I made the decision to start actively scheduling into my Jackson Pollock calendar um, <laughs> time to play games that I actually started reconsuming the medium that I enjoyed. And that's how I happened upon like honest gems like Titanfall 2 and a few other ones, which reignited my interest and my love of games and by extension game development. Mm-hmm. It only took a little bit. I, you know, Titanfall is not a very long game. It's a very good game, but it's not a very long game. It's like six hours or something. And that, that, you know, that carried me through another few months. It's like a hit. It's a creative hit. It's, but, it's interesting. But, you know, it's important to remember here, like we're, we're game developers and musicians and a number of other things, but this is any medium. Like I said, like if you're stunt driver and that's seriously what you want to do and you're trying to come up with an interesting way, you know, maybe you're working on a film, a small indie film, and you're the only stunt person there stunt coordinator and you're trying to come up with what you could consider to be an interesting way to approach that problem so you need to watch a ton of movies and videos on some behind the scenes of stunt driving and just the stunt driving that they have in the movie and you know stuff like that and and by consuming that you're getting bombarded with uh content that will, will end up meshing itself into an original or an interesting idea I think it's a fallacy a lot of people think of when they're like, well, if you watch too much, watch too many other movies, your movies will be like theirs. If you play too many games, you'll want to make a game like that. Or if you read too many of the same books, you'll just copy those books. I don't think that's true at all. Or rather, I think that is true. And that if you think anything else is that is true, you're probably wrong. That's my humble opinion. That in the creative world, you know, art is stealing. Everything is a remix. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a creative and tasteful, you know, theft of somebody else's, you know, one of somebody's 10 ideas they employed in one of their particular pieces. And you employ that one piece along with 10 other pieces from 10 other Different. projects and put it together. And next thing you know, you know, it's like I remember hearing somebody describe it. I don't remember the game, but they described a particular shooter game as a combination of Borderlands, Bioshock and Half-Life 2 and followed up with 
And that's not a problem. <laughs> mm. Because if you're going to, you know, jump in and, and, and cherry pick mechanics or ideas or visual representations out of a bunch of different games, pick from the ones you like, the ones you enjoy. And you're going to have more joy when you do that. And by consuming more of it, you have more opportunity to find new and interesting things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, anyone else on that? I think you just covered it, all of my thoughts on that. Just <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I always a... consume the medium that you're that you're most interested in. Like if you're really into uh, sculpting, then watch people sculpt in all different types of ways. Like um, watch them sculpt in clay, watch them sculpt in Blender and Z ZBrush, and then and then do it yourself. That kind of thing. Like. Or if you like um, writing stories, read books, study screenplays, like all that time, that kind of thing. I think. And if you're into making like environments, go outside and view the world. Go on hikes and walk through your city and whatnot. Get as many inputs into your creative process as possible because I think a lot of creativity um, isn't. Some of it isn't entirely your consciousness. A lot of it is your subconsciousness bringing up memories and little things that you've encountered throughout your life and kind of bringing them together in this magical way. Yeah, I mean, I was I had my last couple of points. You just touched on one of them really well, which is like look into yourself and your experiences and retrospectively explore how those inform the ideas or the creative outputs you're making, right? So it's a combination of, of, of who you are and where you are and what you're looking at and, and all your experiences and memories. How do those combine? So don't be afraid to look in to find things to make out. That makes sense. We'll talk about the edgy artist who does this big piece. And that big piece is, you know, it's maybe, I don't know, maybe it's depressing. Because when they looked in and they truly wanted to find something creative, it was a really hard memory for them to think about. So they, that's how they express that that's how they got that out that's how that's what they used to push their creativity and it could be a number of other things hmm. yeah and my last thing i was going to say was constantly start again this may or may not work for everybody but it works for me the amount of documents i have outlining interesting ideas i've had like my google drive as an organized person i don't open that folder unless i'm you know, going to find something specific because it is just a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it's just cluttered <laughs> with stuff. And they're constantly, you know, um, like, you know, I was, game idea X, for example, it'd be game idea X, one, two, three, four, five, six. Mm -hmm. And I'll, do, you know, every two months, I'll throw away the first one and rewrite it again. Yeah. And the more you hammer those ideas in, you realize where you leave the fluff behind. And when you go back and read them again, you pluck at that stuff that's important. And you suddenly start to form this interesting idea and it evolves over time. So, you know, if, you, if you're trying to, you know, uh, start a project and, or you've started a project, you're trying to get back in and find the creative juices to do that again, maybe just start it again. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Throw the canvas away. Yeah, So mm -hmm. that's a good point. By doing that, you, you know, by beginning a project again, you do that repeatedly until you land on a particular path that leads you to either the goal you're intending to achieve, whether that um, 
that's the success of completing it, the success of getting it noticed, whatever that might be, or it's just your own personal creative fulfillment. But I would say that's probably something that helps me, particularly me. And again, may, may or may not work for everybody, but that helps me a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I can speak to the same. I have a same, same as you, Nick, I have a folder on my Google drive for stories, uh, story ideas. And there's like at least 15 of them in there. And a lot of them are just like simple, like simple concepts, but a few of them are a combination of a bunch and derivatives of others. And it's interesting just where I've started. And then the latest ones, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I remember writing this, but then I actually combined it with this and it's very cool. Um, So yeah, Mm -hmm. I I can speak to that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, We have have a question. Oh yeah. Just one really quick thing. I have like 300 recordings on my phone. Oh man. (laughs) That doesn't surprise me one bit. Uh, It's, a combination of weird sound effects I find in the in world, uh, me whistling, me humming, me playing piano. Uh, and whenever I'm like lacking motivation or need like something to just get me going, when I'm working on any any kind of music project, I just start scrolling through that and listening to random ones until I find something that's interesting. Hmm. I I ha- yeah I remember I, I think it was like two years or something ago and yeah you were just like you were just humming to yourself and you went oh that's good and pulled out your phone and just repeated it like three <laughs> times at different pitches and stuff i'm like what are you th-? yeah i do this all the time don't worry about it it's, all right sh- sure man <laughs> i'll, I'll mean, keep it for later i'll keep team, it for later <laughs> somebody else in our team that does that a lot and does it very very well and we joke about about it you know kind of kind of a combination of with him and at him but uh, is David Dunkelman because that his guy, sketchbook? his sketchbook is is mental diarrhea. Like it's just <laughs> if he, well, no, you know that the, the description. You know, when people describe verbal diarrhea, it's just like laying down the entire thing you want to say, just with no no hold bar. It's just like everything's just out, mm-hmm. right? It's this is what he does with with visual ideas. Like when he wants to do, when he comes up with a visual idea, it's like all of a sudden he's magnetically attracted to his sketchbook and he He'll whips drop, it out and, like. And draws, draws like same 60 thing. iterations of something that's because true. it's just that's where his brain's leading. It's like you can seriously watch his thought process happen while he does it. Yeah. You know, and that's the same sort of thing as like humming and going, oh shit, that's a good idea. And then recording it. It's like getting that idea out and down. That's actually something that I didn't think of that's a really good idea too. I don't do it because I'm an idiot. <laughs> but um, is if you come up with an idea, put it down. The, yes. you know, the easiest one is take out your phone and, and write a quick note. Even just like a one sentence prompt, so you don't lose that synapse in the soup of your brain. That uh, yeah, I, I found that, that doesn't really work with programming because, well, at I'll least in my experience so, yeah. with programming, um, the the idea doesn't come to you until you have bashed your head against a wall significantly enough that uh, your flawed logic finally makes sense. Either um, that, or you're not a great programmer. That's that's <laughs> entirely possible. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not kidding. saying that I'm a good programmer. I'm saying that, you know, I like David has his sketchbook and Michael has his audio recordings for me as a programmer. I don't have a moment like I don't have any like aha moments and then, you know, scribble code furiously on a napkin or something. Um, (laughs) You know, it's it's kind of I sit at a computer and I think and I think and I think and then, you know, the Jimmy Neutron moment happens and I finally have that brain blast and I can spew code out like a, a monster. I think you could, you could probably write down like 
basic ways that you're going to accomplish certain things. Like if you have an idea during yeah. the day, like, oh, I know how I can fix that problem or I know how to, a clever way to do something, you should still try to write it down. Yeah, even if you just wrote a sentence. Yeah, just like, uh, do this, then this, then this. Yeah. That kind of thing. I just haven't had that moment yet. Mm-hmm. We should answer okay. this question in the chat. Yes. Yes. So the question Ooh, is. A question in the chat. Yes. yes. What's yes. What's the most bizarre place you found inspiration to spark your creativity? The most bizarre place. Um, oh man, that is a tough question. Um, I think I think it relates back to what we were saying before, where you, where if you have inspiration or or you come up with a new idea, a lot of times it's like a combination of ten different things subconsciously that you are remembering. So sometimes it can be hard to, to pinpoint where you got an idea from. Um, most bizarre place I found inspiration, though? I've got an answer. I okay. just realized. Okay, so um, not long after Grand Theft Auto V released on PC, um, I came across a video in my Facebook feed of a... Um, I, don't even, I don't even remember what the video was exactly, but the audio was some sort of uh, children's nursery rhyme about how the paint is pink. <laughs> um, okay. And, you know, that just kind of, like, planted itself into my brain for a little while. And then, mm. I don't know how long later it was. It was, a, I don't know, like a week, maybe. Um, I'm playing GTA Five with some friends of mine. And I realized that you can buy pink paint for your guns. Um, so... For some reason, the two things clicked, and I immediately started recording the game of me just buying pink paint for all of my guns, uh, which was all of them at that point. Um, And then I edited together a video uh, with that music of just me buying pink paint for all the guns, just as a dumb joke. Um, So I'd say say that's definitely the most bizarre connection (laughs) that my brain has made, where it's just like, hey, you know this, like, children's nursery rhyme you heard a few days ago about uh, how the paint is pink? Um, And you know how you can get pink paint on your guns? Uh, Make it a meme. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I think I had one of those, too, where I was doing an animation for shits and gigs. No, it was a school project, actually. I was using, um, if you're an animator, you probably know about the Merry Rig, which is uh, sort of just a Pixar-esque style um, female character. That's just a, it's the free rig for you to download for, for Maya, uh, I think, or Blender as well. But I don't know about that one. Don't quote me. Um, either way, you, 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 know, you can use it for your projects and stuff. So I was using it for a school project. And uh, I, was, I was screwing around with the teeth like the the teeth of the character because that's that is one of the things you you do in animation right is you is you move the jaw up and down depending on when you're doing facial animation to pull the teeth uh to you know make the appropriate vizim is that the right word do you remember yeah yeah i think so yes yeah right let me vizim right which is the the shape the visual shape of the mouth according to the sound of the audio and uh (laughs) i don't know why but i like i like think i was I accidentally uh, had clicked the wrong control. I meant to move it up, and instead I moved it out, like out of the front of her face. So the teeth, but but there's a limit, right? So it can only go so far out of the mouth. 
even though that's totally unrealistic, but it slammed itself in the perfect position where it kind of looked like an attack on Titan Titan. Oh, I think I remember so, this. I just, I just randomly. I remember like, this. I was like, this is going to be great. I just went and, 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 and got the uh, attack on Titan thing. So at first I showed like, you know, rotating around them. I record screen capped, like record, like rotating around the model, you know, doing this, adjusting this, you know, raising an eyebrow, grab the mouth, open the mouth a little. And then I just like hard cut in the teeth popping out a punch zoom. And it just went, it started the attack on Titan theme. I was like, and then like started, I started just like flipping the camera around the character. Oh, that video is live. It is public. So like, I'll, I'll link it in. Um, uh, we should put it in know, the description of, of this on YouTube. We'll put, we'll put in the description and Tyson, if you have yours as well. I put mine in the Twitch chat already. All right. All right okay. Cool. Well, though, for, um, for YouTube, we'll put them on in the description as well. Yeah, and everything. Anyway, but that that was one. Of, that was definitely the weirdest, like, stupid idea I've had. But I think the weirdest place I found a legitimate idea. Um, ooh, what was it? I had it a minute ago, but then Tyson said something funny and I lost it. <laughs> oh well, if it comes back to me, I'll mention it. But All right. I did have a very weird place I found a legitimate idea. I. I've been thinking, and I, I can't really think of a weird one. I don't know. Just, uh, I, I really don't know. Sometimes it just something just pops in my head while walking down the street. It doesn't. I don't think I've had a, a weird one like you guys, uh, <laughs> especially Tyson's. Which I think I, the only reason I'm, we both I've done it worse too. <laughs> I think the only I think the only reason we remember both of those ideas is because we executed on them. Yeah, it might be that. Yeah, because you actually I, you actually have some. You spent time past. Oh, that's a cool idea. Time. Yeah, you spent a lot of time past it, past the moment of of inception. I remember upsetting Michael because I found a video that said that fortunate son fits on any video game ending. So I slapped it on the ending of Halen and yes. then showed it to you guys. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was when you first started working with us. Yes. Yeah. I've never forgiven you for that. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. I would I would have preferred that to the bup, da 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 bup, bup. Weirdest place I get inspiration? Probably like weird esoteric Jewish pseudopigrapha. You said a lot of weird what? words there. Like weird esoteric Jewish pseudopigrapha. Uh-huh. Yes. It, that's... That's the most bizarre one I can come up with. You guys can look up those words and figure out what I'm talking about. Okay, sure. <laughs> can, can you spell it? Um, Don't go, David knows. He knows what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, we'll, we'll look at it. Um, okay, um, well, that's there, weird. There's one other thing, if I if I can interject, mm -hmm. uh, that I that I realized after I remembered the the pink gun thing, um, was uh, two years ago. Uh, me and a buddy of mine at work got really into playing Age of Empires two. I knew you'd bring this up. Oh uh, my and god. Then, and it. then we I found a, a meme page on Facebook called Hussar Dude, um, which was just Age of Empires memes. And one day, I, I, don't, I still don't understand how my brain made the connection, but I played a civilization in Age of Empires 2 that has a special unit called the Organ Gun. Um, and because it looks really low quality, it looks like these people are just pushing around a piano. Um, which is not at all true. That's not what an organ gun is. But, you know, very pixelated art makes it look like that. Um, and, of course, me with my dumb brain, 
decided, hey, wouldn't it be funny if I uh, intercut clips of playing a bunch of organ guns uh, to A Thousand Miles by, who was it, Vanessa Carlton, I think? Sure. Yeah. I don't remember her name, but yeah. Vanessa Carlton. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I was like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if I did that? And then I just just did it in like three hours, and it's probably my finest creation. Um, So I think I think my creativity almost always stems from bizarre places um, just because I have trash brain and uh, memes <laughs> are memes are my life. They have a pill for that. Uh, I don't I'm, know if it'd work. I mean, that, vid- <laughs> that video was pretty well done. It was pretty entertaining. I'm also putting it in the Twitch chat. Right now. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> um, another uh, another question um, was uh, wait a, one second. How do you do either? Oh, how do you stay motivated and uh, maintain creativity when it's a project you're not interested in but otherwise have to do? So I guess an example would be uh, sometimes client work or client projects you really don't want to but you have to or um, Sometimes personal projects go on for too long and you get burnt out and you don't want to. How do you stay motivated and maintain creativity? Yeah. Deadlines. Sometimes you don't have one. That's true. That's how, that's how I, uh, that's how I do it though. Yeah. I would say, even if it's not a, even if it's not a forced deadline by a client, if it's something that I'm working on, it's just like, okay, this has to be done by this day. And that, you know, yeah. And and that, that lends it to, to what I was going to say, which was it leads to my my controversial point. Ooh, edgy. Where, uh, where I don't believe in motivation and it's all discipline. So what helps me achieve, you know, a, a project when you're not interested in it is the discipline that it has to be done or that it doesn't. <laughs> because depending on the project, it's important to remember that, you know, you can stop working on something if you are if it sparks if Mary Kondo would have thrown it away because it sparks no joy you can too so you know it's like don't be afraid to do that but on the other end of that when there's the things because in this particular case we're talking about maybe you're doing a school project or it's a project for work uh, you know, or it's it's whatever. It's a personal project that you really want to complete, but it's lasted too long. Um, if you have to do it, it has to get done. But you're finding it difficult to to. I'll start with motivation to to motivate yourself to finish it. I think it's really important to have your notes open so you can remember what you're going to say. It's really important to uh, <laughs> find ways uh, find ways to make what you're doing interesting to you which is something I definitely do for me at my day job. My day job works as a uh, graphic design and usability designer. So for me, you know, some of the work that I do, I do find interesting, but a lot of it, you know, depending on the day, depending how many times it's had to go somewhere and come back to me, I no longer find it interesting. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you, you find ways to make it interesting. Like for example, if you receive, a document from a client, you know, and you, you're like, all right, I need to make this thing. And, 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 you know, and they're like, they're like, yeah, but I really want this and I want this and I want this. And all three of those things go completely contrary to what you think is a good idea. And you know, it's not going to end well if you tried to argue them on it. 
you try to introduce new ideas. Like you can say, well, what if we did it this way? You know, and you make somehow take the challenge to bend their idea to match what you're doing. And then all of a sudden they're on board with the thing you want to do. Mm-hmm. So now you've bent the thing you don't want to do to make it my, at least mildly more interesting for you to do. And that goes, you know, the, I, I think the, you know, uh, discipline and, and the motivation that comes, the, cre- the creative motivation that comes with, a, with maintaining that level of discipline is a logarithmic scale. It goes up, right? So it doesn't take a whole lot. There's logarithmic. Maybe it's the opposite of logarithmic. The point is it only takes a little bit to get you started. Right. And then it's a, then it's momentum from there. So it doesn't, you know, once you're sort of invested in it, you might find yourself being really interested in a project that if you talked to you 10 days ago, would have said, I don't care about this at all. Mm-hmm. I think that like goes a long the, way. Uh, the Game Jam documentary. Like Precisely. I said. Oh. Okay. And the other one would be. <laughs> I thought you had uh, more. Something that... No, that was it. That was the end of my sentence. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Getting ready for the greatest thing Tyson has ever said. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> anyway. The other thing I would say for uh, for that is something that Matt touched on earlier, which is um, understanding the bigger picture of what you're working on and what it's for. So if you're stuck in the, the, the trenches at your job or in school and you're just working on something, you're not interested in it and you don't know why you're working on it, particularly at your workplace, maybe more so than school, is try to ask, you know, your supervisor or the project lead or whoever you're supposed to be addressing with it. You know, or yourself, if it's a, if it's a personal project, right? You know, truly ask yourself, you know, why are you doing it and what is it for? And sometimes when it comes from an external source, like this is something you're doing for your job, the explanation of where it fits in the bigger structure helps show you what it does. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that can can go quite a distance and if you're internally if you're being introspective and you're asking yourself why you're doing it i think you can find very interesting and compelling reasons deep within why you're doing it i always like the um i've heard it referred to as the five-year-old game i read about it in a a book called uh how not to give a fuck (laughs) i like it which is continue to ask yourself why you want something and i think you can bend that that game to this so continue to ask yourself why you're working on the thing you're working on until you get to the bottom line of it. It's usually ugly. You probably don't like it. You could probably stop a few steps up and still be motivated. Maybe that's actually a better idea. But... Why? <laughs> <laughs> We're not opening yeah. that Pandora's box. Exactly. You know, but, but do this to your, like, honestly, seriously, it sounds silly, but try doing it to yourself. Like when, you, when you're trying to figure out why you're working on a project that you're no longer interested in, Keep asking yourself why. And if you get to the bottom of that chain or near enough to that you can determine, like, I'm working on this for no reason. You know, the reason that I had, when, you know, let's say I'm working on this piece of art. Why are you working on this piece of art? Because uh, I want to make it. Why do you want to make it? Because I want to post it online uh, to my portfolio. Why do you want to put it on your portfolio? Because uh, I want it to be, you know, I want I want to put a new piece up there. Why do you want to put a new piece up there? Because I want to have new pieces on my portfolio? Why do I want to have new pieces on my portfolio? And if at the bottom of all of that is a reason that you're like, you know what, on second thought, this actually doesn't forward me toward, this reason isn't forwarding toward a goal I want to achieve, 
and you realize you no longer care about the deeply rooted reason, drop the project, which goes back to what I was saying before. You know, don't you don't need to finish it if it serves no reason and it's and it's not mandatory. Obviously in the workplace you can't do that, but I think that in the workplace, just well, knowing where you sit in a larger structure, depending on the size of your company, especially if you're a creative individual in a large game company or a film studio with hundreds of maybe thousands uh, of employees, sorry, hundreds or thousands, not hundreds of thousands, hundreds or thousands of employees, you know, you may not know why you're animating this guy's butt cheeks, <laughs> but by knowing where that sits as a piece of comedic entertainment in this scene, which is relevant to this section of the movie which is relevant to this and your animation is going to go to this guy who's going to put it in this way and da 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 da, da. you know he's going to put he's going to put uh, subsurface scattering on those luscious butt cheeks and they're going to look great <laughs> you know you're like you know what on second thought i'm on board with this idea you know and all of a sudden your, your motivation and your creative push to do it may change speaking of butt cheeks oh no uh, oh no oh no <laughs> Yeah. I was watching the I was watching the the documentary for the making of uh, the new Dark Crystal show. Yeah. And uh, there's a there's a scene where this these little creatures called podlings are getting like cleaned. And uh, like this little podling's butt cheek runs across the screen. And in the in the documentary, they said that they they did six iterations on those butt cheeks to get them just right. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it's little things like that that you don't really think about, but a lot of work is put into, you know, in the in the in the creative world. A lot of times, even the littlest details that you would never think about have have a lot of thought and time put into it. Um, mm -hmm. There's a whole team of people at Rockstar that made dynamic horse testicles. That's right, in Red Dead Two. That's right. <laughs> like, it, no one asked for it, and yet there it is. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so my last question here is, how does your environment or the context in which you're working affect your motivation? Um, so uh, th this was also a question from uh, our Discord. And I think it came up when uh, that member found out that we had uh, the Dunkel base. Ah, yes. Which, which, for those who don't know, is a basement that we've retrofitted into... A makeshift office for ourselves it's where we meet every week as a, as a team it's where we can go in and, and work collaboratively um and uh i feel like um that is like that the whole the whole reason we made it the way it is with multiple computers and whatnot is to get as close as possible as, to the work environment that we had when we started working with each other which was in university um in university what we had was was uh, uh, big desks with you know dual monitors and all the whole the whole shebang, um, but we were able to work together at at these big desks, side by side, facing each other, um, in person. Big whiteboard. Big whiteboard. You know, lots of lots of room for us to 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 talk, to to come up with ideas, to write down ideas, to prototype, uh, right there. Um, and then when we graduated from university, then we went into working on blobs and working on our first big game project outside of school. Um, and we found that productivity and, and I guess motivation dropped a significant amount because we were, um, we weren't in each other's presence every day. We weren't working together, uh, face to face. So 
um, this Dunkel base was ba- it was made as a as kind of a way to um, get back get that that environment back get that uh, collaboration space back um, and it has helped quite a bit actually. Mm-hmm. In in the wise words of High School Musical, we're all in this together. Exactly. Um, so I so I think your environment and your context in which you're working helps a lot because yes you can do like if I'm, um, you know uh, when when I was doing the 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 uh, blobs uh, main menu you know the original uh, concepts um, you know I had to animate the 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 lightning effect when you're hovering over a button or something um, I don't need to be in the presence of Tyson or and Michael you know, to work on that. I can just do that on my own. However, something like when we're prototyping a new uh, mechanic in blobs, like the dash or something, um, it might be good to have two or three people in there to give input on, ah, the timing doesn't feel so good, or let's just test it out to see how it feels or how it looks. And then you can get that instant feedback right away and, 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 and iterate on it right away and just boom, 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 boom. And then in, in, in no time, you come up with something good as opposed to working on it at home and you're just like, I think this is fine. I'll find out in a couple of days what the guys think, you know, mm-hmm. there's, you know, no. And, and also to that, it's like, well, I won't be meeting them for another couple of days. So I won't have feedback for another couple of days. So I'll just work on it in a couple of days. I won't work on mm-hmm. it now. So <laughs> that's, that's how I've, I've seen, um, context and environment affect, uh, our, our productivity and creativity. Yeah, absolutely. Think... Sorry, go ahead, Tyson. Uh, I was going to say the thing that um, environmentally, at least for Skypire, um, helps with my productivity is our weekly meetings. We all meet up, we discuss, you know, what needs to be worked on, um, what we have worked on, which I think for me, that's the most important thing is the round table after every week because um, the, the thing that, saddens me the most is being a ula for a week and tyson um, what does ula stand for for the uninitiated ula stands for useless layabout mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which means you got nothing done this week uh <laughs> and you should be ashamed of yourself it uh, is 100 opposite... a bad of sh- a badge of shame absolutely uh on the opposite end of the spectrum we have uh, employee of the moth which is employee of the week um and Do that's for that that timing it. system yeah, don't don't. That's that's a that's a separate discussion. Um, that's 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 next month's podcast. <laughs> what is a moth? <laughs> um, it's not a fuzzy uh, insect. It's not. It's not what is us. a moth, and how to add twenty five hours to or an extra hour to to Wednesday? Yes, that's it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we have like an employee of the week where every week we we vote on who we think was the most productive member of uh, of Skypire that week. And uh, and then we crudely draw them on the whiteboard, yeah. um, which if you're on our Discord, you usually see it uh, every week after our meeting. We usually post to the plug, employee. Join our, Christo- join our Discord. <laughs> yes, if that's, you haven't. That's basically the only reason I do anything for you guys. Yeah. Get, my, my, get myself drawn by Nick. I see. I yeah. see. I, I thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> seeing David. That's in... where these lovely profile pictures came from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the, yeah, originally, yes. Actually, Tyson. I, uh, that that very same picture that is highlighting when you speak, that beautiful pink baby, that yes. was your first employee of the moth. That's true. That was my first employee of the moth, <laughs> and inspired the rest of them. Yes. 
Um, my my personal favorite was David with his hands on all the pies. That was a that was a masterpiece. Yeah, As Pennywise. As Pennywise. Yes. That was true horror. Is what it was. <laughs> he put he put, he put a, a piece of paper up to cover it because it was so off putting. So scary. Hon- honestly, honestly, I don't even know why they bothered to make it chapter do because Nick drew it and all they had to do was put it slowly zooming in for two and a half hours and that would have been it. <laughs> yeah, it probably would have been just as good. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, um, so yeah, yeah, as as that's that's what I think environmentally wise keeps me motivated. Uh, definitely for Skypire is you know not being a ULA and the hope that uh, that week you will be employed at the moth and you're um, you will be caricaturized in all immortality <laughs> on the whiteboard for a week. I think for me environmentally, uh, the thing that I, I lends itself well to to both creativity and motivation is it's just the presence of other people. It's a, it's a very strange thing. It's the presence of other people, and or actually, you know what? It's the presence of other people, but more so, it's the the implied purpose of an environment, if that makes sense. I think I know what you're you saying. Now, yeah. I have a very hard time, less so now, because I have a, a neat gimmick. I have a standing desk. Um, and when it's, when it's upright and I'm standing, it's work mode. If it's down low, it's play mode, right? So I've I've managed to do that at home to separate those two things, but it's very hard. I could never be somebody who works from home, uh, because it's so hard to separate mm-hmm. those things. It's the same reason, in, you know, when you go to the gym. For me, I I use a gym membership. And I go maybe once a week, and a lot of people would go, okay, well that's not very much. Like, what's the point? Why don't you just work out at home? It's because it's really hard to motivate yourself and to dis- to start the discipline process to work at home or to work out at home, you know, mm-hmm. particularly because, you know, I'm pretty good at art or I'm pretty good at level design. I'm not good at working out. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's really demotivating and, and hard to get into it when you're in your own home and you're like, your furniture is judging you. So <laughs> if you get in the car and just go to a place where you've got literally nothing to do except do gym stuff, all of a sudden your mindset goes, well, I'm already here. And I think the same thing applies like you've been talking about with uh, with our office, the Dunkle Base. Or when when we go there, it's a, it's a place of work. Mm-hmm. You know, it turns into a place of work. It was like, I, you know, for example, working at school, one of the things I, I prize most, and it's a, it's a thing I want to get back to, you know, it's, it's why we do this, is, you know, I would go into work pretty early. I'd go in for eight. Not that early by my current standards, um, but earlier than everybody else showed up. But I would get in around seven thirty-eight, and I would work there for you know the day and, and everything. Everybody would come in. It's a place of work. You're working. You're motivated. You're there to do work. And then I could come home, and home was home. Home was for personal projects. Home was for playing games. Home was for relaxing, for eating, for watching a movie. It didn't. It wasn't coming home and doing more work. So I really appreciated one thing about our program that we had those labs and I don't mind staying in the lab super late because I'm working super late. But when I come mm-hmm. home, home is home. Yes. Same reason they tell you not to have a desk in your bedroom. If you can help it, Tyson, I'm looking at you too late because you don't want to have work and sleep in the same place. Otherwise really you have much of a choice. Yeah. I mean, you Sleep don't have much of a choice. You don't have, you don't have much of a choice in your particular situation. Michael got the better end of that stick. He gets his own office. 
I mean, but Michael needs to get some office. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, either way, I think that that's that's for me one thing is is separating environments based on what they're meant for. That's that's a good point, and I think uh, that's now aside from the fact that you know work and um, you know homework can just really sucks and no one wants to do it. I think that's also part of the reason why um, growing up you hate you hate homework so much because I don't think you hated school as much as you hated homework, even though you're doing the same stuff. I think it's the fact. I always had to do all my work at school. Well, exactly. For that exact same reason. No, but like at elementary, that wasn't an option, right? You were forced to. At the end of the day, here's all the stuff you have to do for tomorrow. You know, at home. Like I think I think that's part. That might be part of the reason why, um, everyone you talk to legitimately hated homework. Like, what was the worst mm. part of school? Usually, homework. a lot of times it's homework because. Well, because that too. Okay, yes. But you know you know, that that's another thing. But you know That's a whole other that's another that's next 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 month's podcast. Yeah. That's December's podcast. But no, but you know what I what I mean. It, I think that I, I think yeah. I think this might be like a subconscious thing that everyone doesn't realize is that all this homework that you've like the stuff that you've been doing all day, now you're like, Okay, I'm done. Actually, now you're going home to your place and rest and being forced to do this thing that you don't want to, and you're being forced to do it at your place of rest. And until it's done, you do not get to enjoy yourself. Um, or you just don't do it like I did. Or you just don't do it. But then the next day, you know, eh. but, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and interject right there in case anybody younger listens to this. Do your homework. Yes, absolutely. No, do not <laughs> listen to me. I am a horrible piece of <laughs> There's a reason that all of Skypire has a university degree and I don't, and it's because I didn't do my homework. So, you know, eat your vegetables, <laughs> um, do your homework, uh, don't do drugs, and uh, hey, do your Tyson. homework. This has been a Skypire PSA. Hey, Tyson. Tyson. Yes. Just a, just a saucy reminder we have a diploma as well. We have two. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Just kicking him right when he's down, too. God. That's okay. I do it to myself enough. Oh, well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but yes, I think uh, as a whole, that's in general how we stay motivated and uh, creative. And I hope that that answered the question, which, by the way, was, came from one of our Discord community members. So thank you for that. Um, just a bit of a shameless plug. Uh, join our Discord. You get to, to get a few videos early and you get to ask us questions and we'll, we'll answer them directly on the podcast and they can be the actual topic of this, the month. So, and don't yeah. forget extra life too. Extra life is coming. Uh, November 2nd will be game day. That's in less than a month. Um, so, uh, uh for sure, go, go check out uh, extra life, um, and, and search for sky power, donate to our page. We're raising money for children's hospitals. It's a great found, uh, it's a great charity. It's a great event. Um, and, uh, if you join us on our live stream day, you can m- donate and make us do ridiculous things. And you we can will spin the wheel. Hey, Nick? For the kids. I was saying you can join our team too. That's right. You don't need to be there on game day, but you can join the, the team. That way it goes toward, uh, just goes toward the total. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you donate, we spin a wheel of pain. Mm-hmm. Yes. With wait, what are we calling the wheel? What was it? It's called? the wheel of pain. It was the wheel of pain. The wheel of pain. Yeah. Okay. It's still the wheel of pain. It'll be a new <laughs> wheel of pain. We will probably change up some of the uh, the activities, but it'll be a lot of 
Pain. Um, no, it won't be fun. Why? Why the hell would I say it's? No, 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 no. It depends on. It depends on who you're talking to. It'll be fun for the viewers. For us, it'll oh, just yes, be that's painful. Right. Michael liked the spicy noodles. Oh yeah, he liked mm. them. That's right. This year, the wheel will be spinnier, and the pain will be painier. <laughs> and on that note, thank you very much for joining us on In No Particular Order. Uh, this has been the October edition. We will be back in November. Uh, thank you very much. We're live every month, uh, the first Monday of every month on Twitch. It will also be um, back up on YouTube, uh, Spotify, and iTunes. Cool. Have a good Thanks one. Also live on, it's also live on YouTube when you're watching the recording. Just, just pretend that you're listening to it live. Yes. You Everything is your, in your mind. Use your imagination. creativity. Imagination. Thank you for watching, everybody. See ya. Bye.